Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can always hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S C O T T S O N A I R. Hit us off on the network at VSIN Live. There was some fun NBA action on Monday. LeBron James going to Cleveland and uh, putting up a triple-double. And I wonder what the odds were on LeBron to have a triple-double. Let's see. LeBron to have a triple-double. Someone had to have posted the odds on LeBron to have a triple-double because you know one of these books. All right, here we go. Nope, that's an old one. That's an old one. Well, it looks like a lot of people have posted uh, older odds. I see odds from November. I see odds from June. I see odds from September. Nothing from uh, this past night, though. Well, let's just say back on sep- back in September, at one point, the odds on LeBron to have a triple-double and the Lakers to win was plus 350. So that's probably what it was here. I mean, we're, we're just speculating. But LeBron James... 38 points, 11 rebounds, 12 assists. Lakers beat the Cavs 131-120. Lakers were six-point dogs against the Cavaliers in this one. And uh, I don't want to call it an important win for the standings. I think it's just an important win for their morale. But, yeah, I guess it is technically important if they want to host the play-in game. Because... They're not catching up to the Clippers. 
So the Lakers are either going to be the 9 or the 10, or if things go really bad, the 11 and on the outside looking in. They're three games up on the Spurs, though, who are currently the 11. Lakers are the ninth seed, one game up on the Pelicans, who are the 10 seed. And, yeah, nine seed will host the 10 seed. And then the winner will go to the loser of the 7-8 matchup, which right now is the Timberwolves and the Clippers, although Minnesota, who has won eight of their last 10 games, uh, they just lost to Dallas. They covered, but they lost to Dallas here on Monday night. That score was uh, 110-108. They are just a half game back of Denver for the sixth seed. So Denver needs to win some games here to avoid. Uh, they've lost two straight. They really need to pick up a win and avoid the pressure that Minnesota is putting on them. Other results from Monday was the Hornets over the Pelicans, 106-103. And the Hornets, uh, good win for them as they are just one game back of Brooklyn for the eighth seed. Now think about the importance between the eighth and the ninth seed in that play-in scenario. If you are the eighth seed, then you have two chances to get into the playoffs. You play the seventh seed, and then if you win, you're the seven. If you lose, you play the winner of the 9-10 matchup for the eighth seed. So right now, Brooklyn is 38-34. and 34. Charlotte is 37-35. and 35. They're one game back. They kept pace because Brooklyn handled their business at home as an underdog against the Jazz, 114-106. So that race is going to be fun to watch here down the stretch because Brooklyn needs to win to avoid being in that nine seed. Charlotte also trying to pick up wins. And Toronto, only two games up on Brooklyn for the seventh seed. And Toronto, one game back of Cleveland for the sixth seed. So there's races galore here in the final 10, 12 games of the NBA regular season. Uh, Elsewhere, Bulls beat the Raptors, 113-99. Rockets over the Wizards, 115-97. The Celtics beat the Thunder, 132-123. No surprise, OKC covers again. Second best team in the NBA against the number this season. But for Boston, it's another win. Jason Tatum, 36 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. In the month of March, he leads the NBA in points and 3-pointers per game. Jason Tatum on an absolute tear for this Celtics team. Boston is now tied with Milwaukee and Philadelphia. Two and a half games back of Miami for the one seed in the Eastern Conference. But because of tiebreakers, win percentage, things like that, Boston is currently the four seed. Philly is the two, Milwaukee is the three, Boston is the four if the season ended today. But All three of those teams are just four, or just, excuse me, two and a half games back of Miami for the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Here's what's on your schedule for Tuesday. As we pull up the schedule here, uh, Tuesday's schedule, you got just four games. And we saw what happened in the NHL on Monday with just four games, right? Favorites went 4 0. Is that going to happen here on Tuesday? Eh, maybe. Warriors take on the Magic. No Steph Curry in this one, obviously. Total is eight. Uh, excuse me. Uh, point. The spread is eight. 
The total is 216. It's very low between the Warriors and the Magic. Uh, in the last game, the Warriors played, and it was a low-scoring game against the Spurs, 110-108. So that one hit at uh, 218, and so that's what the number is here against um, the Magic in Orlando. The, uh, your nationally televised doubleheader, uh, you got the Hawks and the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. Atlanta is a point-and-a-half favorite over the Knicks. Right now, Atlanta is in possession of the 10 seed. They are not in jeopardy of falling out of the play-in situation. The Wizards are five games back, and so are the Knicks, five games back. Then That's not going to make up a run there, but... Um, Atlanta just a game and a half back of Charlotte for the nine seed. So that would mean that they would be playing at home in the play-in round. At home this year, Atlanta 23 and 14. On the road this year, 12 and 22. So probably back the Knicks at home here against Atlanta. Hold your nose and back the Knicks. The Bulls are playing the second out of a back-to-back. They are in Milwaukee to take on the Bucks. Milwaukee is a six-point favorite. And the Bucks, like I mentioned before, in that race for the one seed in the Eastern Conference. And then the Clippers are at the Nuggets. Denver laying six and a half. Denver needs a win. Um, they've lost two straight games, and they are starting to slip here in the standings. And Minnesota rising up as they are just a half game up on Minnesota. So a Denver loss, and they would pull even with Minnesota and really be in danger of falling out of the playoffs or the guaranteed playoffs and in to a playing situation. And you want to avoid that at all costs. So uh, I do like Denver to pick up a win here over the Clippers, who are pretty firm in where they are in the play-in scenario as that eighth seed. And that's what's going to happen here down the stretch of the NBA regular season. You have only 10, like, let's see, there's majority of the teams have 10 games left, 10 or 11. There are a couple of teams that have nine games left, but the 10 or 11 games, the majority of teams. For these final 10, 11 games, Teams that really have nothing to play for might be resting guys. Also, just might not be playing with the same motivation and intensity because they're saving themselves. So even though they're playing, it's they're not getting the full night off. They're not resting, but they are not selling out. And that this happens all the time in an 82-game season is that there are clearly nights where guys take the night off or they're just not, they're just not going as hard as they would. And, and, yeah, you get up for certain opponents, sure. You know, Lakers in Cleveland. Well, Lakers have something to play for. But Lakers in Cleveland, like, teams get up to play the Lakers. The Cavs, I'm surprised that they did not play better against L.A. But we, we see, you see teams get up. The Magic will probably get up for a game against the Warriors. Magic might cover that eight-point spread. They might win outright. But in a situation where you're a team like the Clippers and you got nothing to really play for, you're going to kind of play out the strings here. And so Denver 
has more to play for in their final 10 games than uh, the Clippers do. Clippers do have the number six most difficult schedule remaining. Um, So there's going to be harder games for them. Meanwhile, uh, you look here, Portland has the easiest schedule remaining, but Portland's just such an awful, awful team. Anyway, that's what I would look out for as we get through this final 10, like I said, 10, 11 games in the NBA regular season. Look for teams in the standings that need wins, especially to either avoid the play-in situations. So teams that I would be looking to back are Minnesota and Denver. And in the Eastern Conference, I'd be looking to actually back Cleveland and Toronto. And then I'd look for teams that are trying to fight for that 8-9. I'd look to back Brooklyn. I'd look to back Charlotte. And believe it or not, the Lakers, you got to look to back them. And the Pelicans. And the Spurs. All these teams jockeying for positioning. And I would take a flyer on some of them here down the stretch. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Follow me on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, we're going to get back into the NFL. Matt Ryan, the big news of the day, gets traded from the Falcons to the Indianapolis Colts. So another year, another quarterback in Indy. Kalen Jones from the Ringer will join me next right here on The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and 
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great, too with thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. Take another shot at March Mania Moolah with the KFC Second Chance Survivor Pool. Make winning picks throughout the tournament to claim your share of $20,000. Head to DraftKings.com slash KFC March Mania now to join the action. KFC, it's finger licking good. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Joining us now is Kalen Jones covering the NFL for The Ringer. And Kalen, the big story of Monday, obviously Matt Ryan being traded from the Falcons to the Indianapolis Colts. And I said this earlier, it's, uh, yes, an improvement for them. They needed a quarterback, and he's a veteran who is one of the top quarterbacks in the league, even though he's 37 years old. But it's still a Band-Aid, and the Colts have not had a franchise quarterback since Andrew Luck. What did you make of this move? Yeah, no, it's obviously an interesting move. Uh, like you said, it feels like it's a continuation of the same stopgap, risk-averse decision-making that we've seen from the Colts over the past few years. And like you said, it's really been since they lost Andrew Luck. We've seen Scott Polzine, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, now we're rolling with, you know, excuse me, Matt Ryan following a season of Carson Wentz after they took a swing, you know, sending a conditional second-round pick that's now a first-round pick and a third-round pick uh, in last last year's draft. So it doesn't really move the needle too much for me uh, in terms of evaluating the Colts moving forward. They have a fringe playoff-caliber roster. They had the opportunity to potentially go out there and maybe be more competitive in the quarterback market. But that being said, at the very least, this is a, you know, again, a risk-averse, high-floor move where you're probably not going to have the unfurling that happened with Carson Wentz last season. But that being said, we don't know how much Matt Ryan has left in the tank. Uh, he's taken a lot of sacks over the past few years. Granted, he'll be behind a much improved offensive line, have a much better uh, running attack to complement him. But I'm still skeptical of how far the Colts can go with Matt Ryan behind center, even though we've seen what he's capable of doing. You know, that was almost five years ago. They are co-favorites with the Titans to win that division. Do they have a chance to win the division? 
I think they do. Um, I, I thought they had a chance last season, sure. even with Tennessee, you know, playing at a high level. I think Mike Vrabel, what he does with the Titan squad is consistently, you know, maximize the players that they have. And I think that they've, you know, quietly done some pretty good deals this off season, but still, you know, Jacksonville probably won't be competing, even though they certainly have improved. I still think the Houston Texans roster, they're still in the middle of a rebuild. Um, and that being said, you know, the Colts should be able to push Tennessee, if not compete for the division title. I just don't know if you're going to get enough high level games out of Matt Ryan that puts them over the top and can, you know, kind of dethrone the Titans who have been leaders in the division for the past few seasons. Well, now Atlanta gets rid of Matt Ryan. Yeah, they bring in Marcus Mariota, but uh, it, to me, it, everything just got easier for Tom Brady once again, uh, right? Because the, the quarterbacks in the division now are going to be Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston back with New Orleans, and a rookie, maybe Kenny Pickett for Carolina. It's it's Tom Brady's division, and it's just Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and I guess Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott in the NFC now? Yeah, the NFC quarterback, you know, talent uh, totem pole is definitely not as impressive as the AFCs. Uh, when you look at what Tom Brady is going to be able to do potentially in the NFC South, granted, we did see some strong play out of Jameis Winston prior to him going down with injury last year. So I think that the Saints, considering that they have a lot of the same infrastructure uh, still in place, uh, they were able to go out in free agency and kind of replace uh, Marcus Williams defensively with Marcus May. I think that the Saints should be able to compete within the division. But like you said, Tom Brady is the longest tenure quarterback within the NFC South, and they just upgraded the receiving core by adding Russell Gage. So while the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did lose some offensive linemen uh, during free agency, I still expect Tampa Bay to be the winners within that division. And, you know, I know that some of the Vegas odds have, you know, Tampa Bay as arguably the favorite out of the NFC. It's deserved. I think that like you mentioned, the quarterback landscape right now, aside from Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, maybe Kyler Murray, who seems to falter down the stretch every season. Um, like, I, I think that Tampa Bay certainly has a, a good shot of repeating as NFC South division winners. Deshaun Watson now in Cleveland. They have become the favorites to win that division, which I don't agree with at all. I mean, I'm going to be all over the Ravens to win that division this year, but how much does he elevate Cleveland? And is he even going to play to start the season? There's a, we don't, we don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson, but let's say he does play to start week one. How much does he elevate the Browns? Well, he elevates the team tremendously, you know, on field strictly, you know, what he's able to provide. If he's anything near the level that he played at in 2020, He's arguably a top five quarterback, which is why, you know, despite having, you know, those 22 civil suits still facing him and facing a potential suspension, you know, so many teams were interested in pursuing him. And that's kind of the issue here, right? Like it's impossible to separate, you know, what's going on off the field with him potentially playing because it'll bleed into him potentially playing this season. Uh, if the Cleveland Browns are relying on Jacoby Brissett through the first six games of the year, like you said, I think that puts Cleveland in a tremendous hole in terms of competing in the AFC North, which obviously has the reigning AFC champions in Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. And like you mentioned, a, a Ravens team that has reloaded, I think, in some key areas this offseason, which should make them much more competitive. So 
it, it's definitely something that needs to be discussed. And whenever you bring up Deshaun Watson uh, for good and fair reason, I would say, but, you know, if the Browns are able to navigate the times without him um, and when he is available, if he's playing at a, a level, like I said, near uh, the 22 level that he played at, the Browns should be able to be a contender out of the AFC, which obviously is very, very crowded. But when you look at the roster, uh, adding Amari Cooper this offseason, David Njoku alongside Harrison Bryant, um, they have Jakeem Grant, who they also added in free agency. They've done a pretty good job of surrounding a potential starting quarterback uh, with a very high caliber supporting cast. So the Cleveland Browns should be end up, they should, will end up in the discussion for winning the AFC North, uh, regardless of whether or not Deshaun Watson is around for the first four or six games, whatever it is. Where does Baker Mayfield end up? It's crazy, man, because I thought, you know, when he, the, the Browns ended up going after Deshaun Watson, that he would end up, probably with the Indianapolis Colts, like he asked to. Um, and it was strange that, you know, the Browns weren't able to make a deal or the Colts probably show, didn't show enough interest. But I could see him landing with Carolina. I think that's the last quarterback needy team that's out there, right? Like right now they hold a pick where they could potentially land one of the quarterbacks in this year's quarterback crop. Uh, but it's kind of uninspiring. You know, they can be you know, bold and try to get someone like Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh or Malik Willis out of Liberty. But I think that we've seen Baker Mayfield, when he's healthy, can play at a starting caliber level. So I have been shocked that he hasn't, you know, had a robust market, but you have to consider the context and the timing of when, you know, you know the, the Browns were able to jump in and nab Deshaun Watson and now are trying to move on from him. I think that Carolina is probably the most likely spot, but I could see some other teams being involved in the mix. It just hasn't really set it, settled out yet. And I think we'll probably have to wait until after the draft before we have an answer for where Baker could end up. What's the most uh, interesting storyline to you when it comes to the NFL draft coming up at the end of April? What are you looking forward to the most? I really am monitoring the quarterbacks, right? Like compared to the last season where we had an historic class where five guys went in what the first 20 picks. Yeah. You know, going into this year, there hasn't been that guy. We expected Sam Howell from North Carolina to be in the mix, uh, Spencer Rattler, formerly of Oklahoma, to be in that mix. And none of that really, you know, came to fruition. So I think when you look at these guys, five guys really have traits that I think translate to the next level. And I really sincerely do think that one of them might hit at the next level in terms of being a capable starter. But it just depends on where these guys end up. I'm really intrigued to see where Malik Willis ends up. I think that if you give him a year of development, he's someone that really reminds me of Terod Taylor, someone who's able to hit deep balls down the sideline and has immense athleticism, similar to the caliber of Lamar Jackson. I think that he's someone that a lot of teams could, you know, end up utilizing, you know, in the future and developing. I'm also curious to see, again, like Sam Howell is a guy who reminds me a lot of Baker Mayfield. Mm. Um, if you're able to hone in that talent and develop it, I think he could en end up becoming the eventual starter. It's just unclear which guys have those clear traits that will develop and you know fit at the next level. It really will come down to landing spot. Sure, sure. It's certainly going to be fun here in Vegas coming up at the end of April. Kalen, appreciate the time and the insight. Best of luck moving forward, and we'll talk again soon. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. He's Kalen Jones. Check him out. Writes for The Ringer, The Ringer NFL. 
and uh, you hear him on the Ringer Podcast Network doing all the stuff for uh, covering the NFL as well. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you are filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game in every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, Matt Humans, Jonathan Von Tobel, and Tim Murray, of insights in every key team conference and player to watch from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. Sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to VSIN through the end of the tournament, April 5th, for only $19 at vsin.com slash madness. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Spring training going on, and uh, it's great. Like I came into work tonight and there's baseball on the TVs here in the circus sportsbook felt awesome I love baseball can't wait for baseball and I'm starting to do some homework not diving as deeply in as I will come another week or so but starting on the surface to dive in and one team that kind of really intrigues me and I think will be very fun to bet overs in their games. The Phillies. They signed Nick Castellanos on Friday, and look look at this lineup now. Kyle Schwarber, Reese Hoskins, Bryce Harper, Castellanos, JT Real Muto, Gene Segura, Didi Gregorius, Alec Bohm, Odubel Herrera. Yeah. That offense is going to score runs. And their rotation is going to give up runs. It's being reported that they could be without their top three starters or three of their five, because I don't, I don't know if Zach Eflin would be considered one of their top three starters. Really, Aaron Nola's ahead of him. But... Ranger Suarez, Zach Wheeler, and Eflin might not be ready to start the season. Wheeler uh, had an issue with his off-season workouts, and he felt some discomfort, and he's, uh, he could be ready for opening day, but maybe not. Ranger Suarez had an issue dealing with his, um, his visa. That was a consequence of the lockout, according to uh, the Philadelphia Inquirer, that he is going to uh, be late to Philly's camp. This was a report from a week ago because of hangups with his visa. So that was an article from the 11th. Um, so I haven't seen any update on Ranger Suarez. Ranger Suarez, really good. Like a really good young pitcher. Lowest expected ERA in baseball last season. You know, the ex-ERA stats. Corbin Burns, number one. Ranger Suarez, number two. So he's a big part of that rotation. Phillies right now, plus 380 to win the NL East. The Braves are the favorite with the New York Mets. So Braves plus 140, Mets plus 155. Mets are probably the play, but Philly's a good number there, plus 
380. Uh, and then in terms of to win the National League, um, you got the Phillies at 12 to 1. But I would be looking to bet them, bet the overs in their games. I absolutely, with that lineup, that's something that I would definitely take a look at. And then you just look now, I mean, ballpark factors, right? So last season, Citizens Bank, let's see, Citizens Bank. Um, ranked in terms of home runs, well, right around the middle of the pack there, about uh, 17th in all of baseball, middle of the pack in terms of uh, home runs last year. And then they average about .962 uh, in terms of the ballpark factor. But it is a hitter's ballpark. I think a lot of people have grown to know that, Citizens Bank Park. Smaller ballpark, hitter's ballpark. And with that lineup, just adding Schwarber and Castellanos to go along with Harper and Real Muto, that's a very, very good opening day, a very good lineup for this Phillies team. So I would look out for that. Uh, A big story in Major League Baseball on Monday as spring training games getting underway. Max Scherzer made his spring training debut for the New York Mets, and uh, Scherzer threw five innings. Um, He threw 55 strikes out of 72 pitches, three hits, no walks, and he struck out five. And at one point, Scherzer retired nine consecutive batters. (sighs) If Scherzer stays healthy, if Jacob deGrom stays healthy, That is the best one-two punch in all of baseball. And there's no arguments. First of all, Jacob DeGrom's like the best pitcher on the planet. And Scherzer's been that guy for the past several years. And just look at that stretch that he had for the Dodgers last season. He was untouchable. So, yeah. Um... I absolutely, there's a lot to love with this Mets, not just, uh, not just the rotation, but the lineup as well. Mets look like a really good team. Brandon Nimmo, Starling Marte, Francisco Lindor, Pete Alonso, Robinson Cano, Mark Canna, Eduardo Escobar, Jeff McNeil, and James McCann. It's a good lineup. Lindor, another year in New York, should kind of be better for him now. Kind of went through the growing pains. Now he's ready to, 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 to perform. The additions of Marte, Canna, and Escobar were huge for this team. And now to go along with this rotation, the one thing that you have any type of concern with for the Mets is... The bullpen. But last year, Edwin Diaz was better. Seth Lugo was good. So if the Mets bullpen can really lock things down, and maybe they even add a piece of the bullpen. I don't know. But that's the, that's always been the issue. I mean, last year it was Jacob DeGrom was 
well, going into last year. Last year it was much better, but I was my big thing, and I talked about it here on on Veasan a lot last summer. Is the Degrom fade is what I called it. That was my thing last year. It really was. And why? Why? Why was I on the Degrom fade last season? Because in every one of his starts, the Mets were favored. And in a lot of them, they were heavily favored. Jacob DeGrom has been the best pitcher in baseball. The best pitcher in baseball for years. But yet, the team does not score runs for him. And the bullpen regularly blew games for him. So going into last season, the Mets in DeGrom starts were 30 and 36 since 2018. And just think about that. A losing record when the best pitcher on the planet takes the mound. And it's a combination of the bullpen blowing games and a combination uh, with the team just not scoring runs. And last season, through the first two games of the year, when I faded DeGrum, you were up $411. And then, towards the end of the year, the Mets went on a run here. I think they won seven straight DeGrom starts at one point in the summer. And at that point, I was like, all right, we're, we, we're not going to do this anymore because it's just not going to be profitable. Um, but what is profitable is under first five when he pitches. That is something that I bet pretty much every one of his starts last season, something that I will probably be doing this season, and look for a lot of unders in Mets games in the first five innings with Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer starting. But with the additions to this lineup, they're probably going to be scoring more runs. So those are just two teams in the NL East to take a look at. And we're going to be doing more baseball previews over the next couple of weeks as we get closer and closer to opening day. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S. O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, we'll get some plays for Tuesday's NBA NHL action. Maybe a little NIT as well. This is The Look Ahead here on v the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like 
like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great, too with thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. The KFC chicken sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer. That's why it's finger licking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today. Scott Sandenberg back here with you. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Let's take a look at what we have coming up here on the schedule for Tuesday. Let's start in college basketball, where there are two games in the NIT and the games that we're going to select here in the NIT quarterfinals here on Tuesday. You got Virginia at home laying three and a half against St. Bonaventure. And Xavier at home laying three and a half against Vanderbilt. We'll go with Virginia in the first game. Uh, trust them. Trust their coach. And in the second game, we'll go with Vanderbilt because Scottie Pippen Jr., probably the best player 
on the floor. He had 32 points in their win over Dayton. So uh, we'll go take the points with Vanderbilt and back Scottie Pippen Jr. And we'll lay the points with Virginia backing Tony Bennett. So that's what we like in the NIT. As far as your NBA schedule, it's just a short schedule, just four games on it. Uh, We got the Warriors at the Magic, Golden State laying eight, Hawks at the Knicks, Atlanta a point and a half favorite, the Bulls at the Bucks, Milwaukee laying six, Clippers at the Nuggets, Denver laying six and a half. I like Denver laying the six and a half at home. This is a game that they got to win. They're seeing their seeding slip away from them. And if they want to avoid being in a play-in game, well, they got to stay in that sixth spot ahead of Minnesota. So I think Denver gets the win. I like Denver to cover. And for the Clippers, nothing to play for. They are firmly in their playoff positioning. And I think that it's an opportunity for them to just kind of eh, ease into the playoffs, not really stress themselves out. They've lost three straight games. And it looks like this team is kind of already, you know, kind of knowing that they got 10 games left in the season. Let's just uh, chill out here. We know where we are in the seedings. And they got three weeks into the play-in tournament. And Paul George participated in a four-on-four drill with minimal contact with his coaches. So. There is a possibility that he gets on the floor in three weeks from now. Has not played since December 22nd. He had to let his elbow rest and recover. And the Clippers firmly, like I said, entrenched in that eighth spot. Nine games remaining uh, in the play-in tournament. So that's good news for them if they can get Paul George back on the floor in that playing tournament. But I don't think that this team plays hard here down the stretch. I think they know where they are, and they'll just, you know, go through the motions here for their remaining nine games. So I like Denver in that matchup. On the ice, you got a full schedule here. Rangers at the Devils, New York minus 160. Blue Jackets at the Penguins, Pittsburgh minus 300. Blues at the Capitals, Washington minus 140. Lightning at the Hurricanes, Carolina minus 115. Flyers at the Red Wings, Detroit minus 140. Senators at the Islanders, Islanders minus 250. The Jets host the Golden Knights, Winnipeg minus 140. Oilers are at the Stars, Dallas minus 140. Flames host the Sharks, Calgary minus 290. Coyotes welcome in the Kraken, Arizona minus 115. And the Predators are at the Kings. And LA is minus 125. So you got... Uh, The Predators playing on the second night of a back-to-back. Same thing with the Oilers and the Golden Knights. Uh, First place I'm going to look is the Rangers, who are hot right now. Two straight wins over two of the top teams in the Eastern Conference in the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Carolina Hurricanes. Now they take on their rival in the Devils, and it could be a letdown spot, but right now in second place in the Metropolitan Division, everything's kind of right there in front of them. Plus. The team has to be motivated because they made some really good acquisitions here at the trade deadline. And it's got to feel good from a player's perspective to know that your team is going for it. Okay? So the Rangers 
get Andrew Kopp from winning from Winnipeg, which is a a big move, right? And they already brought in Vetrano, Frank Vetrano from uh, the Panthers. They get um, Justin Braun in there for to shore up the defense, and I just think that players in the dressing room feel like you know what. Our general manager is putting us in every position to win. So let's go out there and let's win. So I like the Rangers to keep this thing going here against the Devils, although I've seen them lose this game several times. Uh, Penguins, they're tied with the Rangers right now for second in the Metropolitan Division, also three points back of Carolina. you got to win against teams that you should win against, and they should beat the Blue Jackets. I'm not laying minus 300. Might include them in a parlay. They should win this game. Elsewhere, Blues Capitals. Uh, I do like the the Capitals at home. They've just been playing good hockey as of late. Washington has won four of their last five games. Um, let's see, four, five, six, seven of their last nine games they have won. This team's playing well. St. Louis, you're taking a look at their most recent games. Uh, let's see. They've lost three straight games, uh, and actually it's been worse than that because they have lost seven of their last nine. So you got one team that has won seven of their last nine against a team that has lost seven of their last nine. So one team playing much better hockey, and that happened to be the home team. So I like the Capitals over the Blues. Lightning Hurricanes, absolute coin flip. I mean, I favor the Hurricanes just because they are the best home team in the NHL. So even though the Rangers just went to Carolina and shut them out, but the uh, Hurricanes this year, 23-5-3 at home, which is uh, just amazing. Right there with uh, Colorado. Colorado 25-3-3 at home. And the Panthers were 26-6, so... Uh, Carolina at home should get this win against Tampa, but I'll probably just stay away. This, to me, is going to be an incredible game. Could be an Eastern Conference Finals preview. We'll see. Uh, You got the Flyers at the Red Wings. Detroit, I favor them in this matchup. Philadelphia is just a bad team, plus they sold off some pieces here at the deadline, so I always like fading teams that, you know, traded away players. Uh, Islanders... They kind of look like they got these things. They got it figured out now. They've been playing well. They've won five of their last seven games, and they're not going to make the playoffs. But definitely a team that has been better in the second half of the season. Now they dealt with all the COVID craziness at the beginning of the year, having to start the season with a ton of road games because their new arena wasn't ready. But the Islanders have been much better in the second half of the season. So. I like the Islanders at home against the Senators. Vegas is just a fade right now. Um, I, I I don't know what's going on with this team. They probably right the ship here and get a win, but tough on the second night of a back-to-back when uh, they just lost. They got shut out in Minnesota. Uh, you got the Oilers. They're coming off a, a hard-fought game in uh, uh, against the Avalanche in Colorado. Now they're in Dallas to take on the Stars. I actually like the over in this matchup. Over six goals, Oilers and Stars. 
Flames, I'm always on them to win. Give me the Flames. I'll lay the puck line on the Flames against the Sharks. And then I like the Coyotes at home against the Kraken. And um, the Kings and the Predators, I think, will be a low-scoring game. Uh, Predators playing the second night of a back-to-back after getting the win in Anaheim against the Ducks in a high-scoring game. So give me the under in the Kings and the Predators, which is at 6. Coming up this morning on Follow the Money, Jeff Davis uh, from here at Circa, the assistant sportsbook manager, will join the program at 7.45 Eastern Time. At 8 a.m. Eastern Time, our very own Michael Lombardi, former NFL executive, will join the program. 8.30 a.m., our senior editor here at VSIN, Matt Humans, And at 9 a.m., Brian Mahoney, covering the NBA for the Associated Press, will join uh, the guys. That's all coming up this morning on Follow the Money. You can follow me, Scott Seidenberg, on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. So, official NBA play for Tuesday, Denver, and NHL, we got a boatload of plays. But really like, you know, the the Stars and uh, Oilers over six, Rangers money line, and then Penguins money line with the Flames, probably a parlay there. Uh, that would be kind of the best bets for me. But all those leans that I gave out earlier, like the under and the Kings and, uh, you know, Capitals at home, like those plays as well. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years have a plan and know the game be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget remember if you or a loved one has a gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 